So if you've got your Bibles with you tonight, turn them to Titus chapter number 2, and we're going to read verses 11 down through verse 15 tonight. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 down through 15. And uh, let's bow forward a prayer, and then we'll read the Word of God, and uh, share with you some thoughts that God's placed upon our heart down through the uh, weeks and months and years, and as we've studied and read the Word of God, and trust and pray that it will be a blessing and help and encouragement to you in these days in which we live. But, uh, and, uh, let's bow for the prayer. Father, tonight we want to thank you and bless you for the opportunity and privilege we have of being here at the Bible Baptist Church tonight. Father, tonight I need your help, I need your strength, I need your wisdom, I need your direction. I pray, God, you'll help us to say how that that only you'd have us to say, and God, that that does not need to be said will not be said tonight. We do pray for our pastor preaching tonight in revival in Alabama. God, you'll help him, you'll strengthen him, give him the words to say, oh God, tonight, and fill us with the power of God, use us for the glory of God. May the sinner be saved tonight in the nearest hell, and Father, may you revive that soul that needs reviving tonight, and God, do a work in our hearts and our lives that only you can do, and we'll be careful to bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray and say thank you. Amen uh, and amen. I was thinking on the way up here tonight that uh, I want to thank God. I'm saved by the good grace of God. Appreciate uh, the song that was sung tonight. My uh, sister had already alluded to the song about, about being saved. Amen. And, uh, and I just want to thank God that this is not all there is. Amen. I want to say thank God that the, in the by and by we'll understand it better. Amen. And uh, so I just want to thank God for His grace. I was, I was coming up the road, and then sometimes I'm just out riding around. I was, I was just thinking about this simple fact and simple thought that I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 I, I thank Him that He uh, that He chastens you. I thank God for parents that love me and that looked out over me and and cared for me and tried to guide me and direct me uh, in the Word of God and the will of God. Born and raised in a Christian home. Uh, my parents died. Uh, uh, my mother was the only one that was able to uh, come here and when, uh, during Hannah's wedding some years ago. Uh, so some of you have met her. But I thank God for my father, my dad. Uh, uh, many years as a member of a Baptist church. Uh, but, uh, and thank God he raised us right, trained us right, amen, and uh, 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 taught us that the King James Bible is the Word of God, amen. Uh, though, uh, down, down through the years and, and, and such that I've had uh, born and raised in a home of, of, uh, of 10 of us kids and uh, some of them are straight away, some of them uh, are out in the world now. But I want to thank God that uh, the Word of God that was taught to, uh, to me uh, uh, has held firm, amen. And I just want to thank God for that. I want to thank God uh, that, that, that uh, uh, the example that they were in my life. And like I said, I want to thank God for the Holy Spirit who, who loves us, who indwells us, and He chastens us, amen. Some, uh, some weeks ago, as I was meditating on the fact of, of being a child of God and, and how God, uh, uh, had the Holy Spirit lives within us and how he chastens us, I just, uh, just simply blurted out, I want to say, say, thank God for the Holy Ghost that chastens me. Amen. Now, uh, at the present time, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem uh, like, it, like it's nice and, and, and whipping and, and the pain and the torment, if you will, and the torture uh, and the affliction at the time. It's not glorious, but thank God the end is great. Amen. And so I, I just thank God for that. The Bible says here in, uh, uh, in the Titus chapter number 2, verse 11, For the grace of God uh, that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, uh, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly uh, in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, 
that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify uh, uh, unto himself a peculiar people, uh, uh, himself, a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. I'm looking up that word, uh, uh, looking up that word uh, tonight, uh, uh, teaching. That word teaching means to educate. It also uh, means to, uh, it means to uh, 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 chasten. And it also means to castigate. And that word castigate is a very strong word. It means to cut it off or nip it in the bud. I want to thank God the Holy Ghost dies that to you and I. When we, uh, when, because within us is a seed of sin, amen? And the, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When a person gets saved, he becomes a child of God, John 1, 12. But his ministry received him that then gave him power to become the sons of God. You're not your own. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So the Holy Ghost has the power to castigate sin out from our lives. Amen. And he does that by teaching us. As a child, I was rebellious. I, was, I, was, uh, I wasn't reformed, amen, but I was rebellious. A lot of people tried to reform me, amen. Uh, but uh, it didn't do any good. I was, I was out of uh, 10 uh, children that my mom and dad had. I was, I was no doubt the most rebellious, the most hateful, uh, the most despised child. But thank God for the grace of God. Because the Bible says here, for the grace of God teaches us that denying ungodliness why do we have to deny ungodliness? Uh, simply because uh, here uh, it talks about in verse 13 that we're to look for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. You know, I'm glad that the Holy Ghost castigates, works to castigate, to clip off sin, to nip it in the bud in our lives so that we uh, can enjoy a life that's full of holiness. So we can enjoy a life that's full of the power of God. So we can enjoy a life that is full of the presence of God. They sung the song up here tonight. I can't remember what it was, but the teens, uh, you sang that song tonight. Uh, in, in my mind, it, uh, I sang about, the, it, it was a thought I was saying about, thank God that God called me to Papua New Guinea. Thank God that, uh, that, that, that there are people around this world that need to hear that Jesus saves. And that I listened, I heard the voice of God. And I went to a, to a nation, uh, to a country that needed to hear that Jesus saves. I was, uh, no, you probably end up in trouble asking Siri many things, but uh, I'd ask Siri a, a question on the way up here tonight. Uh, how many uh, people uh, since, uh, since this earth was created estimated that was born? Siri said that there's approximately 100 billion people. Now, I don't know. I mean, that, that may be so and it may not be so, but don't take Siri for what they say. Amen. But nevertheless, if there's 100 or 200 billion people, the blood of Jesus Christ has to now, just one drop of his blood has enough power to save every sinner, every soul. Aren't you thankful for that, that tonight? It's the grace that God brings us to salvation. There's enough power in the blood of Jesus Christ to save every sinner. I was talking to my wife on the, on the way up here tonight, and I said, you know, many people do not, uh, uh, do not uh, 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 they, they say that all Jesus had to do was to die, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, but the death of Christ wouldn't have saved us. For the remission of sin, uh, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ is a remission of sin. 
You know, you look at the life of Christ and, and as he preached to the multitude, they slung stones. What if a stone hit Christ and he fell over and died? He, uh, Peter cried out to him and to save him. What if, what if that wave come and tipped that boat over and he drowned? Thank God the blood of Jesus Christ saves. His death is important. Why? Because when he died in his own power, he resurrected him on his own self up. He has the power to resurrect you and I. And through his power, he can give us a new life. He can give us life. Thank God, eternal life. Yes, he died. The shedding of his blood, uh, uh, his blood uh, flowed out of his, uh, it didn't spill, it shed his blood. And through the shedding of his blood, every sinner, all 900 billion of them, could be saved by the good grace of God. I was looking, at, uh, looking through some uh, notes that I'd had concerning Papua New Guinea. 4.7 million people alive in Papua New Guinea today. And uh, there's uh, over 40% of, of that nation's people have never heard that Jesus saves. 40%. There's over 1,000 uh, uh, people groups or, or, or tribes in Papua New Guinea. Yet 40% of the people have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You compare that around this world, they say there's nearly 10 billion people alive on this planet today and how over 350, nearly 400 million people alive in the United States of America and what percentage of them have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yet there's enough power in one drop of his blood to save every single sinner. You heap up the sins of mankind uh, from Adam to this day, that's a big heap of sin, isn't it? Amen. But yet the blood of Jesus Christ has the power to save and to forgive and thank God to forget sin. That's power, isn't it? No wonder the Bible said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to the Jew first and thank God also to Ben Andrews and to the Greek. And I'm just thankful for the grace of God. It teaches us. Amen. Aren't you glad that it teaches, it, 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 it castrates sin, it nips us in the bud, it clips, it clips the, the seed of sin out of our life. Oh, I thank God for the Holy Ghost is trying to work in my life and clip sin. I'll take it, a nip it in the bud and clip it off so that seed doesn't grow any longer. I welcome the chastening of the Holy Spirit. I thank God the Holy Ghost loves me and he chases me and corrects me and wants me to fall in. It's just the grace of God. Yet there's people today uh, that, uh, that uh, deny the grace of God. There are people today that look and mark at the chastened hand of God. You ought to love, love the chastened hand of God. That proves that you're his child. Amen. That proves you, 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 as, you as child. I just thank God for that. Looking for the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I, for just a few moments tonight, I want to preach on this thought tonight, the blessed hope. Aren't you glad we have a blessed hope tonight? Read that again. Teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Uh, we, should live go we should live soberly, righteously, and godly uh, in this present world. My friend, tonight, the Bible says... And John, uh, uh, John 3, 16, uh, 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 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who said believes him should not perish but have everlasting uh, life. Amen. I want to say, first of all, Jesus uh, is, is absolute life. He's absolute light. And he's, uh, he's absolute, uh, uh, absolute love. Amen. 
Do you know what that word absolute means? There's no, no shadow of turning. There's no discrepancy in it. And he's absolute love. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. I was thinking when I was going through this today, I was thinking about August 15, 1985, when the man, uh, man of God counseled me to Christ. I told him, I said, I don't know what love is. I said, I don't love the brethren. How could I love the brethren? Because I had no brother except the lost, lost world. Therefore, I did not love them. How could I love? Because the love was not in my heart. God is love. He was not in my soul. Therefore, I had no right. I could not understand what love was. Uh, but the Bible says here uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, 1 John 4, 16, uh, and we have known and believed uh, the love that God had to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love, uh, 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 he that dwelleth in love, uh, dwelleth in God, and God in him. Amen. It wasn't until that great day, August 15, 1985, about 3.08 p.m. in the afternoon, uh, near the Resaca, uh, uh, Georgia exit, going out to Faith Baptist camp, I bowed my unworthy head, and I called on God to save me by his amazing grace, and thank God he came in, and I experienced love for the first time in my love. Yes, I love. Yes, I knew uh, the love of my parents. Uh, yes, I knew the love of people. But thank God, I finally understood what love was all about. Amen. Aren't you glad God loves you? Oh, Jesus is absolute love. Amen. I know I fail a lot. I know uh, when I pray, I pray, thank God for his love and tell him I love him. But I fail when, when talking to say I love Jesus and testify I fail. But that don't mean I don't love him. Amen. It just means I fail to say something. Amen. It ought to be. But he's absolute life. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1. Uh, uh, and this is a record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. This life, what life? Eternal life, everlasting life. And this life is in his, is in his son, Jesus Christ, John eleven twenty five. 25. And Jesus said unto him, I am, I, am, uh, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. Yet shall he live. You're living tonight. And we're not talking about physical life. We're talking about spiritual life. You'll understand some things. God will give you the wisdom. He'll help you understand the word of God. He'll help you understand the ways of God. And then Jesus is absolute love. He's absolute life. And thank God he's absolute light. We're not talking about this kind of light. Though when you turn these lights out tonight, it will become black in here tonight. About midnight tonight, it will be pitch black outside of maybe some lights that are shining in uh, from, from the stars and the moon or the neighbor's houses. But you go in a dark room and you cut the light off, it's absolutely dark. We've been in Papua New Guinea uh, there for 20 years and we walked across nearly what they call the white man range. It's, it's called that for a purpose, amen. That's where the last place where they ate the white man. If you walked across that uh, plane and out there, uh, Halfway across to a destination, uh, brother, about midnight, you look up and you don't see the star, uh, stars twinkling through the, uh, through the canopy of trees because it's so dark. And you put your hand, I put my hand in front of my face, being a white, white person, and I could not, even the white skin, I would not reflect anything. It was just pure, straight darkness. And the Bible says that Jesus is light. Oh, he comes into your soul and he gives light to the darkness that's there. Amen. He will show you your wickedness. He'll show you your vileness. He'll show you your hatred. He'll show you your animosity. Everything that's wicked and vile in your life, he will shine the light on it and reveal it to you. 
I thank God he does. Amen. Oh, yes. I, I, I think about it. And I say, God, turn the light up brighter. Amen. Show me. Go into every dark, secret corner of my life and say, I don't want that. Well, if you're lost, you don't want that. Amen. But thank God if you're saved, you'll want the light of the gospel. You'll want Jesus Christ, the light of the Holy Ghost, to shine in every nook and cranny, in every depth and the depths of every secret place in your soul. Bible says in Psalm 91.1, He that dwelleth in a secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Oh, brother, just, just abide under the shadow of God, underneath his presence, and enjoy his power. Hey, there's no power outside of the light of God. There's no enjoyment outside of the power of God. Hey, there's no enjoyment outside of, uh, of being with God. Amen. And I say, uh, Jesus is absolute light. He's absolute light. Uh, 1 John 1, 5, this then is the message which, which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is, is light and in him is no darkness at all. There's absolute no darkness. Amen. Amen. Pure. Pure light. Thank God for pure light. I was thinking about some stories that, about people who uh, died and say they died and they went and they see this bright light shining. I don't know if I believe all that stuff or not, but what I do know that when I leave out of this world and I die, I'm headed to the light. I'm headed to God. Amen. And some of these people say, oh, uh, somebody pulled me back. I don't know if they pull you back or not. You've probably never been saved. Amen. Because when I'm headed there, the power that's there is too strong to let me come back. Amen. Hey, there's, there's a magnetism. That's a magnitude. That's a mighty arm of God that's more powerful than this world. And you go to heaven, you'll never want to come back again. Amen. But Sammy Allen said he's never met anybody on this trip that, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, on, the, on the trip to heaven that ever turned around and said he wished he'd never been on it. Amen. You're on the road to heaven, you'll never want to leave it. Amen. The Bible tells us here in, in, in John 5, 12, and he, uh, he that hath the Son hath light, or has life. And he that hath not the Son hath not life. I was saying to you, and, uh, first of all, uh, there, there is uh, this hope uh, that we have is a blessed hope. Why? Because of the home it represents. I'm going to take every word of this word hope tonight and bring you uh, some thoughts tonight. How this hope that we have is a blessed hope. Amen. For looking, looking for that blessed hope. How is it blessed? First of all, look at the home that it represents. It's a place where there's no sin. Amen. A place where there's no Satan. A place where there's no self-ruling. And might I say tonight, a place where there's no sodomites. Keeping the essence going. Amen. No sin, no self, no Satan, and thank God, no Sodom. You say, well, I'm one tonight. Get saved and you won't be one. Amen. That's a, hey, you say, God, go on, save it. There won't be any in heaven. You better read your Bible. The first, first Corinthians says a, a feminine. Uh, it will not be in heaven. We're not against them. We're not for them. The gospel is for them. Jesus loves them. He died for them. Of all the most unappealing sins, they all sins unappealing, but one of the most ridiculous and foolish sins there is, is that type of sin. Yet God died for their soul. They've got a soul just like you and I do. As a man by the name of Patrick in Papua New Guinea, he first went to the village of Sarah, uh, Sarah Village, 
And this man, Patrick, you, uh, he loved to wear girls' clothes. Uh, he would come around and walk and prance around like a, like a girl. The missionary that we was there with was after him all the time. His brother was a pastor. Brother Drew Beers was a pastor. The missionary built that church up from nothing to approximately 300 members, and nearly everybody in that village was attending from one time to another. We helped him there. We knew these people well. And many times from around in town, the town of Kimby, they'll come around and say hi to this boy by the name of Patrick was a young teenage boy. He would dress up and, and prance around and wear all of, all of the makeup and, uh, that, a, uh, that a girl would make and even wear the undergarments of him. One day, the gospel got a hold of him and he got saved by the grace of God. Got gloriously saved. And today, he's a preacher and a pastor out in the book. I'm telling you, if you like that, God can save you. God's no respect that person. Thank God for the grace of God that saves sinners. Oh, you ought to be rejoicing tonight. No matter how violent, no matter how wicked how that you were, you may laugh and you may mock at that type of sin, as, as many do tonight. But let, them, let me tell you tonight, the Bible says, don't mock at that. Don't laugh at that. Why? Because we're not to market sin. Oh, let's, there we go. The apostle Paul says, and, say, and such was some of you. But God saved us by the grace of God, and the grace of God teaches us. It castrates us. It takes God to the root of our sin and, and cuts it off. Thank God. Amen. It teaches us, educates us. How does it educate us? Oh, I want to tell you there's many ways that the grace of God teaches you. You hear the word of God preached. You go down the road and, and something happens to your vehicle because you've done something wrong. You blaspheme God or you acted in a manner that was ill or wrong. And the Holy Ghost, because he lives in you, he will not allow that to happen. Amen. Oh, if you're sitting here tonight, let me, uh, let, let me uh, uh, encourage you tonight. If you're sitting here tonight and you've held wrong, you said wrong against somebody else tonight, and you're saved with the good grace of God, it's good tonight that you come to this altar and pray and ask God to let the Holy Ghost castrate sin from your life. You'll do well tonight if you beg God, beg the Holy Ghost uh, to reprove you and rebuke you and educate you and chastise you. Oh, I, uh, many times my parents would, would whip me and I'd, uh, and I'd have a cross nature, a cross look on my face. Why? Because, hey, uh, nobody likes pain. Amen? Nobody likes to be chastened. But I'm telling you, it's taught me a lesson, brother. It's taught me this. When God chastens you, love him. Ask him to make it so that you never forget. So that you'll change your life. So your life will be greater and used more and magnified more for him. It caused me to love my mother and love my dad. Oh, brother and sister tonight, I remember a time when I, I rebelled against my father. He grabbed me by the hair of the head and kicked me all across that, uh, across that yard of ours. We didn't live in the, con in the city. We lived out in the country, so we had a big yard. Amen. And he grabbed me by the hair of the head and kicked me on the seat of the pan all the way up from there to the house. And then he, and he never said a word after that. What happened to you? I respected my dad. Amen. I loved him. I obeyed him. I did what I was supposed to do. And that's what chastisement is supposed to do. It's supposed to teach us to obey God. It's supposed to teach us to live for Christ. And you better thank God for it. And if you're not being chastened tonight, number one, you're probably not saved. Amen. Or number two, uh, maybe God's chasing you and you just don't realize it tonight. If that's possible. 
Been whipped like I was. You knew you'd been whipped. Amen. <laughs> and so I, I dare say tonight, probably you're not saying the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, uh, he that uh, has not, is not chastised is, is uh, he, he that is not, uh, he that said is in, in, uh, without, without chastisement is an illegitimate child and not a son. This, the hope is a blessed hope of the home that it represents. There be no sin, no Satan, no self, only the Savior as a sovereign. It's our heavenly home. Revelation 21, 3, and heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, at the tabernacle that God is with men, and he, will, and he and will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and there shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Uh, Revelation 22, 3, and there shall be no more curse of uh, 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 the thorny uh, but the uh, throne of God and Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and, there shall, and they shall see his face, and, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there, uh, there shall be no more night there. There will be no need of candles, neither the light of the sun, for the, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Amen. What a wonderful hope. That's the blessed hope we have. We ought to thank God. Hey, God loves us. He's, he chastens us. He whips us to teach us to live for him. Amen. I thank God. I say, I, I don't, I'm not being disrespectful, brother. I say, but bring it on. What I simply mean is, Lord, I'm yours. I'm supposed to be chastened, so please do it. Amen. You say, you're wrong to ask that. You're on to be whipped. Well, he, God whips several different ways. This Bible. He talks to your heart and your soul and says, you did wrong. You read in here, you, you, you weren't supposed to do this. You did it you did wrong. Get right about it. If, that, if that's not enough, number two, what he'll do, he'll take out his whipping hand. Amen. He'll whip up on you physically. And he'll bring torment and torture and pain to you. So you won't forget what has, what, where he was wrong. And then the Bible says in 1 John, John said, there is a sin on the dead. I, I say that you pray not for it. Amen. There's been many people gone to heaven because they've been rebellious. Amen. The blessed hope is uh, uh, this hope is a blessed because of the outstanding group it revolves. Because of the home it represents, because of the outstanding group it revolves. Revelation 22:14. Now this word revolt is uh, it, just mean it goes against, amen. Revelation 22, 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter into the gates of the city. For, for without are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Might I say to you tonight, back up to our first point. This word dog in Revelation, you look in your strong concordance. As another time, this word dog is used in the book of Psalms when they're surrounded, uh, surround the uh, prophecy surrounding the cross of Christ and its crucifixion. The dogs were there. That word dogs has nothing to do with the four-legged animal. But it, but it means the, the man who abuses of themselves with mankind. The, proselyte, uh, the prostitutes or the sodomy, sodomites. Amen. Quiet here. You don't believe it? Go home and read it. Amen. <laughs> But uh, uh, that's fine. But uh, the, the, if you don't believe it, that's, that's all right with me. Don't make, it ain't going to change it. Amen. The Bible says uh, that the, uh, the uh, I'm trying to find where I say it now, but amen. Uh, 
For there are dogs and sorcerers, whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Revelation 20, uh, 19, verse 20. And the beast was taken, the false prophet uh, that wrought miracles from him, and uh, with them that deceived them uh, that had received the mark of the beast, and then that worshipped the image. Both these were cast alive into uh, a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Uh, in Revelation 28, but the fearful of un- unbelieving, abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all eyes shall have their part, and the lake was burning with fire and brimstone. This is a second death. Not, not one of them is uh, commented on that they'll be in heaven. Our hope is this. It's a hope. It's a blessed hope because of the group that it revolves. These people cannot be there. Why? Because they're Christ rejectors. They rebel against the word of God. I don't know how, you, how, how it is with you, but... Brother Brian, with me, born and raised in a Christian home, I heard the word of God all my life. Nine months before I was born, I heard the word of God. All through my high school years, all through my elementary years, all through my junior years, my last year I spent in a Christian school. Out on the soccer field, I heard some cursing, I, I, I seen some fighting, and I went to the principal, thinking I was doing the right thing, and told on him. He says, thank you. But you know, it, 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 the word of God went in one ear and out the other because no Holy Ghost lived in me. But then I heard that word of God on August 5th. I, 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 listened, I listened, but I didn't hear. I heard, but I didn't listen. August 15, 1985, I listened to the voice of God. Thank God, and it's been a change in my life ever since. Amen. Amen. Uh, the group that it revolves in. Uh, fourthly, this hope is a blessed hope because of the people it raptures. H-O-P-E. Amen. This, it raptures. Oh, because of the people. The letter P is, uh, and hope is people that raptures. Who, the raptures are saved. The first Thessalonians 4.13. Uh, but I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, that you saw not, even as others would have no hope. For we, uh, ignorant, uh, for we uh, believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, them also who sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we, that we shall alive and remain under the coming of the Lord. Shall not prevent them uh, which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be out with the Lord. So I want to say tonight, brother and sister, that our hope is a blessed hope because of the people that it raptures. Then I want to say lastly tonight that this hope that the Bible talks about looking for that blessed hope. Letter E means it's blessed because of the end it records. It is, it is an, an eternal end. It's an everlasting end. Forever without end. No end to it. We're going to live as long as God lives. Amen. We, or, or, should I say, we're not going to live like God because God had no beginning. He had his beginning in eternity past. 
But at this moment when you get saved, from then on is when your eternity starts. You're never going to die. I, I tell my wife that day, I said, take a good look. One day this world is going to pass away. But I'm coming back here for a thousand years. <laughs> Amen. I may not see Ringo like it is today. I may not see Rossville like it is, but I'm going to come back and rule and reign with him for a thousand years. Amen. And so I said, you look at that car running down the highway. I said, I don't know what kind of car I'm going to have during those thousand years. And it really don't matter. I just take God's transport. Amen. Amen. But, uh, it's, but we'll be living forever. But only a thousand more years are left in this earth for the, uh, for the child of God. And then uh, we'll be caught up and, and spend eternity in heaven with Christ forever. Amen. I want to say to you, First uh, Peter 5, 10, but the God of all grace has called us under, uh, uh, under his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, you have uh, suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, and strengthen, and settle you. That sounds like that verse there that we read that about the, the Holy Ghost. It, it will teach us. Amen. It will teach us. And, uh, and so, uh, and, uh, if we suffer a while, make you perfect. Establish, strengthen, and sell you. First John 2 5. And this is the promise that he has promised us even eternal life. Saint Peter 1 11, for so an entrance uh, shall be ministered on you abundantly on the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I said to you, what a hope we have. Amen. What a glory we have that awaits beyond this life. Amen. I'm 24 hours closer today than I was yesterday at this time. One week closer. Amen. We're some days closer. Some of you got saved last week. Hey, you're a week closer to heaven. To eternity. Uh, well, I don't say eternity, but uh, because uh, your life, eternal life has begun in Christ. But spending that everlasting life of Jesus in heaven. Amen. Our blessed hope. We're that much closer to receiving our blessed hope. Amen. First Corinthians 59. If in this life only we have hope, we have all men most visible. This should cause us to have a desire to give all to Jesus. It's on that song, amen. And, and having therefore these precious promises, dear little, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfect in holiness in the fear of God. I don't know if that does to you, but that verse of scripture we read tonight teaching us what it does in my soul. It says, Holy Ghost, bring it on. Amen. Because I'm not living as close as I ought to live. There's too many filth and vileness and wretchedness in my life. That seed of sin hasn't been castigated yet all the way. So castigate it. Cut it off. Nip it in the bud. Clean me up of it, God. Chasten me. Clean me up. So that blessed hope is more of a reality to me than ever before. I just want to live for Jesus. Amen. That's a song that Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. I believe this whole thing can be, sung, uh, can be summed up in a song. Some years ago I heard it. There's a girl, a young lady that sung it here some, some, uh, maybe last year. That song, Whatever It Takes. It's a voice calling me from an old rugged tree. And he whispers, draw closer to me. Leave this world far behind. There are new heights to climb and a new place in me you'll find. 
And whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord, that's what I'd be willing to do. And whatever it takes to be more like you, that's, that's what I'd be willing to do. Take my houses and lands. Take my dreams and my plans. I place my whole life in your hands. And if you'd call me someday to a land far away, Lord, I'd go and your will obey. No doubt, no doubt. All these months and years and weeks of preaching from Pastor Gravely, there are young boys and young girls that God has dealt with you concerning missions, preaching, and you yet sit back there holding on because you're waiting. Say that a great lightning bolt from heaven is going to happen. It won't happen. Or might I say this is a lightning bolt. You need to read the word of God. Get a hold of God in your life. Let God change you. God will teach you and change you and strengthen you and cause you to be holy and be like him. I want to say that take the dearest thing to me if that's how it must be. Draw me closer to thee. Let the disappointments come, lonely days without the sun. If through sorrow more like you I'll become. I, I want to say I have no regrets. Many places we go, people come up to us and say, oh, we feel so sorry for you that you have to spend your life in Papua New Guinea. I say, don't feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for those in this building tonight that have never surrendered, never given everything to God. It's the greatest life you'll ever live. Amen. 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 So what if he calls you to the foreign field? What is your life? It's but a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Why not give your last breath the last ounce of strength you have to serve Jesus. Why not? So many multitudes of thousands of people around this world lost and dying and on their way to hell. Somebody said, we don't need another church in Rossville. We don't need another church in Ringo. We don't need another church in Atlanta. Might I say to you, take a look at the lost people. Get out on Windsor and start your own work for the glory of God. That's what they told us in Papua New Guinea. You don't need this. Today we started 35 people. Today we run close to 400 people because we didn't listen to man. God said do it because it's how, we've seen nearly 3,000 folks saved in these 20 years. Started seven different churches. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. I have no regrets. Our Father tonight, we want to thank you and bless you for the privilege of coming in your presence tonight. Thank you for the word of God we heard preached. Our hope is a blessed hope tonight. I pray, God, you do what you want to do in our hearts and lives. Change us, challenge us, correct us, and help us to be more like Christ, we pray in his name.